Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Not only do we have all kinds of trials, trials come from various sources. They just don't come from one source. Some trials come from God. Some are from Satan himself. Some come because of our old sin nature. And then some come because of the world that we're in. It it just squeezes us into its way of thinking. Now, as a Christian, I have a guarantee from God that everything he allows to come in my life must first pass through his loving hand. Everyone faces trials. Some people think the minute you become a Christian, you receive a get-out-of-trials-free card. This can't be farther from reality. Today, Pastor Mark challenges this belief and encourages us to think of two things when the inevitable happens. What's going to come out of this? What's my attitude like in the midst of it? How you respond when your faith is put to the test reveals what you really believe about God. Listen in to learn how the trials you face and the faith that you have are directly connected. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, for part one of his message entitled, Are Trials Really Good for Us? The series title is this, notice, Living Successfully in a Hostile World. That world hostile means a world that's unfriendly, antagonistic to us, opposition, resistance, fighting, persecution, warfare. You see, the world we live in is no different than the world that Jesus was raised in or the Old Testament. Look what Jesus says when he's speaking about his disciples, and the world hates them. Because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. James, the half-brother of Jesus, is writing from the city of Jerusalem after Jesus is resurrected. Christians there faced tremendous opposition from Jewish leaders and from the Roman government. But James is not only writing to the Jews who have become Christians in Jerusalem, but he's writing to Jewish believers who are scattered all over the known world. And they were facing very difficult times. The government was against them. The mainline Jews were against them. How dare you believe in this guy named Jesus? So we have a a kind of an understanding of what difficulty that is. And so James writes them. And what he's going to say is, I want to encourage you. Because it's difficult in this world. Now, I've asked you to turn to James chapter 1. And I'm going to read just three verses for you this morning. And I want you to circle five words in your Bible. Right here as we go. All right. Verse 2. 
Consider it pure joy. Circle the word joy. My brothers, whenever you face trials, circle the word trials, of many kinds. Verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith, circle the word faith, develops perseverance. Circle the word perseverance. Verse 4, now perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature, circle the word mature, and complete, not lacking anything. We start with that second word that you circled. James says something about trials. Here's a definition. Would you write it down this morning? A trial is a person, a thing, or a situation that tests a person's endurance. Now, if you read that verse, verse 2, notice that James doesn't say this. Well, if you ever happen to face a trial, no, he doesn't say that at all. He says, you're going to face trials. He says, when, not if. You're going to face a problem with a person, a thing, a situation, a circumstance in your life. You see, it doesn't take us long to understand that everything doesn't go our way. It isn't long before, as a young person, you say to your parents, but dad, that isn't fair. We soon understand that life is not fair, but that God is good. That's the world we live in. Would you just turn to your neighbor this morning and smile and say, life isn't fair. You can point your finger right at him. But then, then you can say this, but God is good. But, but God is good. Come on. Come on. Now, when you begin thinking about that at all of our campuses and those of you watching online, uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions. How many of you grew up Playing the game Monopoly. Let me see your hand. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about those of you that go to McDonald's. I'm not talking about the McDonald's Monopoly. I'm talking about the game board. How many of you, when you played Monopoly, you loved it when you took that card and it was a free get-out-of-jail card? Oh, yeah. That's worth big bucks. Well, I have a special gift for you today. Here in Melbourne and Vieira and Sebastian. I have a special gift. Here it is. This is only for Calvary Chapel people. Baptists don't get it. Catholics don't get it. It's only for us. And here's what we get. I'm going to give every one of you at the end of the service of Calvary Chapel believers a get out of all trials free. Uh, this card can be used over and over again. There's no expiration date. How many want one right now? You just, uh, uh, praise God. Uh, your pastor just lied to you. There's no such thing. I wish there was. If there was, I wouldn't give it to you. I'd keep them all for myself. (laughs) You're going to discover today that there is a purpose for the stuff that we go through in life. Well, let me ask you to write four or five things. This is what James just told us, so you'll understand this. First thing to write this morning concerning trials is this. Everyone faces trials. Everyone, believers and unbelievers. Now, if you're an unbeliever, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. We're glad that you're here if you're an unbeliever. You haven't accepted Christ yet. You'll have a chance to do that today. The big difference, even though we all face trials, you do, so do we, is that we have God with us. We have somebody that can get us out of it and direct us through it. 
So for you as an unbeliever, that, that's very difficult today because you're trying to do things alone. You were never made to do that. One time Jesus said this to his disciples. See, sometimes when we become a Christian, people think the minute you become a Christian, there's, a, there's that card. There, there's no more trials. Well, that's not true. Jesus says it like this. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. So what we're going to study this morning is for every single person that's listening to me. Online, looking later, TBN. We, we play on TBN now three or four times a week. And this is for you, believer or unbeliever. Now, we, we see in the Old Testament kind of a snapshot of what this looks like. Look at Psalm 90. Seventy years are given to us. Some even live to be 80. But even the best years of life are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we will fly away. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so we can grow in wisdom. So we know as we get older, well, there's going to be different kind of trials than there were when we were younger. So here's the next thing. You can write this down at the bottom. Everyone faces all kinds of trials. We face physical trials. As you get older, you can read Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and you'll see, because, I mean, we're, we're, we're living longer and longer and longer, and eventually, some of that, this old tent kind of has lots of holes in it. And, you know, the teeth that we used to brush now are on the side table over here, and there's all kinds of stuff. The hair that you used to comb, you don't have to, you just shine it now, because it's pretty much gone. So, understand that there's physical trials, there's spiritual trials, there's emotional kind of trials. There's financial kind of trials. There's also relationship trials. That's just part of life. I'm going to read to you this morning, and I don't know, we kind of know this from history. You're either in a trial now, or you've just come out of a trial now, or you're getting ready to go into a new trial. That's kind of the way life is. So you'll see, I'm going to read you these, these kind of trials and guaranteed, almost every one of us is in one of these things this morning. Disease, disappointment, pain, suffering, tragedies, rejection, loneliness, fear, persecution, conflict, discouragement, unrealized expectation, bankruptcy, someone just died that's close to you. Bankruptcy, bankruptcy, bankruptcy. We've been through that a lot the last few years. So not only do we have all kinds of trials, trials come from various sources. They just don't come from one source. Some trials come from God. Some are from Satan himself. Some come because of our old sin nature. And then some come because of the world that we're in. It, it just squeezes us into its way of thinking. Now, as a Christian, I have a guarantee from God that everything he allows to come in my life must first pass through his loving hands. So sometimes God allows a trial in my life, and you'll see why in a moment. If you read the book of Job, Job had many trials, but Satan had to go to God every time and say, can I bring this? Can I bring this? Can I bring this? Now, the only time that we move outside of that comfort zone, knowing that whatever trials in my life God's allowed, He's a loving God. The only time that doesn't, doesn't work is when I go outside and I disobey God. See, if I choose to disobey God, there's going to be punishment and sin coming. Now, God's going to forgive me, 
But God didn't order that in my life. I brought it on myself. That's why we need grace. That's why we go to God. All of us need that. So other than that, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but it's okay because there can come peace and there come joy with it. Now, here's the problem. When I'm in a trial, there's two things I have to think about. What is the outcome of it? What's going to happen? What's God trying to do? And the second thing that really James is going to talk with is the attitude that we have during the trial. See, life is really all about attitude. Since all of us are going to have trials, I mean, you don't want to be a miserable person the whole time. You want to have an attitude. And the attitude word that he gives us is joy. So look at James 1, 2 again. Consider it pure joy. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So since trials are inevitable, the question now is, how, how do I respond to them? James says I'm to respond with great joy. I'll give you that definition in a moment. But I like the Phillips translation a lot of verse 2. Look at it on the overhead. When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brother, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Now look at me. So you're in your house and there's a knock on the door and you open the door. It's a trial. Oh, come right on in. Glad to have you. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor Mark, are you crazy? Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell him that. You, you mean I'm supposed to welcome a trial? I'm, if a trial comes to my door, I'm not answering it. But James says, come on in. Glad to have it. This brings joy to my heart. Huh? That's crazy. Or is it? Or is it? Now, there's a huge difference between happiness and joy. Not long ago, somebody sent me a great shirt, and I was going to wear it this morning, but we had communion, so I didn't wear it. It's my happy, happy, happy shirt. (laughs) Ducky Dynasty. How you like it, huh? I should have an iced tea right now. Just drink it. Happy, 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 happy. What is the difference? By the way, is it it bad to be happy? Some of you look like it's really bad to be happy. (laughs) No, it's not bad to be happy. It's great. What is the difference between happiness, happy, 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 and joy? Happiness depends on what happens. It's the circumstances. If the circumstances are good, happy, happy, happy. Well, what is joy? Joy has nothing to do with the circumstances. Joy depends on God. Joy depends on God. So I want you to write. You'll see a definition that's here. It's, it's an amazing definition. Joy is a deep, settled confidence. In other words, when I'm right in the middle of the trial, I know that God's in control. And I know because God's good that something good's going to come out of it. So joy is a deep, settled confidence that God is in control of every aspect of our life. See this? It's regardless of what happens. It has nothing to do with what happens. Because I know that God is going to work out everything for good. Now when James was a walking, not with Jesus, but knew Jesus, obviously he heard some of the teachings Jesus gave. And much of James, 
kind of parallels the Sermon on the Mount. So turn in your Bibles to Matthew 5. Keep your finger right here. Keep your finger right here in James. We'll be right back. Turn to Matthew 5. Probably the greatest sermon Jesus ever preached was the Sermon on the Mount. Somehow James heard it. He understood it. And watch at many times during, during these next few months as we do James, I'll go back and show you how James was thinking. He heard the word of God. Look at Matthew 5, verse 10. Now this is hard to take because it kind of goes against what we think. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of things of evil against you because of me. Now look at verse 12. Joy, rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What Jesus is saying is this. There is no get-free card. But if you will welcome this trial as a friend, you will understand. Eventually, when you get to heaven, if your outlook is correct, you'll look back and go, Okay, necessary. It was good in my life. So James is going to explain to us the purpose and the outcome of these trials. Now, again, not the ones that I bring on myself because I disobey God. So go right back to James, where you were. Hey, dead your finger. Those of you watching online, look at this, verse 3. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Right beside the word perseverance in your Bible, write this word, endurance. I'll use that word more, endurance. You see, you notice James knows that our trials and and the faith that we have are directly connected. We've already defined a trial. What is faith? See, the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11 says, I can't please God without faith. So what is faith? Here it is. Look, write the definition down. Complete confidence that God will do what he said. It's a complete confidence that God will do what he's promised in his word. So the more I read the word of God, the more I see the promises of God. And so when I begin to see that, I can understand that that is going to test my faith. And I just have to go back to believe the promise of God. Now, understand that sounds very similar to joy. Faith is based in what God said. Joy is, is based in what we know God is. He's good. It, it's going to be good for us. So again, it all goes back to God. Now, eventually, you, almost every one of you, will eventually have a stress test. How many have already, in our campuses, have already had a, a heart stress test? Okay, good. See, when you hear one of those and you go into the room, if you know nothing about it, you kind of get on this little machine and it's just level. And it goes pretty slow. And you're, hey, I'll pass this sucker with no problem at all. You're just kind of talking to the aide over there, whatever. And pretty soon they speed it up again. All right, if you're going to be that way, I'll look. And pretty soon you're looking at a different angle. And what's happened? Now, why in the world are they doing that? To see if your heart is healthy. Well, a test is trying to see if your faith is healthy. You see, God allows them. It's kind of a stressor. Write this down. It'll make a lot of sense to you. Trials 
They test our faith. Trials test our faith. It is the exercise spiritually. In the middle of what I'm going through, can I actually trust God that it's going to be good? So the gymnasium is life. That's where our tests come. In life, we're on the stress test all the time. There's all kind of stuff coming to your life. See, this is for you. This is for unbelievers. This is absolutely for everybody. Now, when you begin to think about that, here's what happens in a trial. I begin in that trial to see who God is. I begin to understand the character of God. But I also begin to see who I am and that I really need help. Because sometimes I don't have joy when I'm working with that. So we get to see a picture of God, who he is, and we get to see a picture of who I am. In fact, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 8, let me read it to you. Children of Israel went 40 years in the wilderness. Notice, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert those 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. You see, joy and obedience go together. When you and I are going through a trial, Satan will often come to us, and he'll say things like this. Really? That's a God of love you're serving? Really? No kidding. I wouldn't let that happen to you. Or Satan will come to you, and you and all of us have said this. Where is God? What's up with this? He's left me in the middle of this whatever mess. Or you'll never get through this. You will never get through this. This is going to, you might just quit right now. You just might just give up. You're not going to get through this. And by the way, that stuff that you read in the Bible, God God isn't going to answer you. So those are all lies. So what do I have to do? When those things come in all of our lives, I have to go back to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, remember this. You become what you think. So I can't go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Satan. I have to replace those lies with truth. You can't just say, no, I don't believe it. It doesn't take any more energy to believe a lie than to believe God's Word. I can live in fear or I can live in faith. So I'm going to show you just some things that happen. When that comes into your life... You need to have some strong faith. You need to believe these things. It comes from understanding who God is. Let me show it to him on the overhead. Here's strong, healthy faith. Satan will say to you, God's not for you. He might be for your brother or this person over here or for the pastor, but he's not for you. No, no, no. You have to believe that God is for us. He is for us. We see that in Scripture. Second, he has never left you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. God is with us. Sometimes along the way, Christians lose sight of this truth. Everything that happens to us must first pass through God's hands and is meant for our good. Today, Pastor Mark taught that every believer will face many different kinds of trials. He also said these trials will come from various sources. Whatever, whenever, and however, keep in mind, God works all things out for your good, and He does it to make you more like Jesus. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. What's the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness depends on what happens and the circumstances surrounding them. Joy, on the other hand, depends only on God. Joy is the deep, settled confidence that God's in control of every aspect of your life. It's regardless of what happens, not because of what happens. Make sure to tune in next time on Lessons for Living as we learn more about this important outlook. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your